Hello. Hello. <laughs> it's me. It's me. Um, okay. I came to an epiphany this week and I'm going to share it with you guys. Girls, guys, everybody. Okay. Um, everybody's going to need to hear this or relate to this or will in the future. Probably. I don't know. Okay. Um, I do know. This is, like, of importance, you guys. Like, I was sitting... It's one of those things where, like, you're in the shower and you're like, oh, my God. I just figured my entire life out. Like, my whole existence makes sense now, you know? And then it ends up being like, oh, shit, I just had, like, a little bit too much time on my hands, you know? I had a long day. I just stared off into space for too long. But this... This was not in the shower thinking. This was real life thinking. (laughs) And, um... And yeah, I'm going to share it with you guys, but first I'm going to like bounce, I'm going to bounce around, I'm going to bounce around a little bit, um, and bounce off of a few questions and just topics that either conversations that I kind of like had this week with people or one of my 85 personalities or a question that maybe, um, one of you asked on Insta or the tick of talks. So let's get into that. So I believe that you cannot fuck up what's meant for you, but you can delay your success. And what I mean by that is I think that I can get whatever I want. (laughs) And I know maybe somebody's going to roll their eyes at that, but I've seen that I can get whatever I want, you know, maybe not in the time frame that I want it in. So that's another part of it. But the persistence that I have to take and the, you know, obstacles that I face to get something that maybe is not meant for me delays the success of something that would have came a little bit easier had I just had more grace with myself and accepted a different path, okay? And I mean that in jobs, relationships, materialistic things, spirituality. I mean that in almost every aspect that you can think of. Like, For example, you know, like a job that I wanted so bad, I kept failing the test to get it, right? So, and I know that if I don't know information, I know that I can sit down, learn it, I can pass any test. Like I said, I can do anything. I really do believe that. Um, And I think that... I wanted it so bad because it felt like, you know, out of reach maybe. And um, I felt like maybe I needed to prove something to myself. And I finally got it. I finally got it. I finally passed that test. Okay. I was persistent. Same thing with guys like, oh, I finally got that guy or I finally like, you know what I mean? Finally did it. But guess what it did? It delayed the success of something else that maybe if I would have just accepted like, oh, this maybe isn't for me because it is. And I don't think that if something's hard, it means that it's not for you. So let's not get that confused. But I do think that if there are so many obstacles, can we take that as a sign as maybe this is not supposed to work out. I do think that anything worth having does come, like, you know, you have to work hard for it. So I do believe in that. So like I said, it's a difference in knowing, but whenever just off the wall shit is happening and it's like, oh, you know, this came up or this came up, maybe it's coming up for a reason. Maybe that's the path that we are not supposed to take. Maybe that's the person that we're not supposed to be with, right? You finally get that person and then you realize, oh, wait a minute, did I want them or did I want the trophy-like feeling that I get whenever I'm with them because it's something, like, you know, something that I thought that I couldn't do or get, 
which is horrible. Nobody, who wants to be treated like a trophy? I mean, that sounds like good, like, oh, a trophy, whatever. But I mean, I've been with people who've been like, let me show you off. Let me do this or whatever, because I feel like I won. And I'm like, dude, you don't even know me. And you want to post about being with me for other people. Like that's, that's crazy. And it, it dehumanizes you. So if you've ever felt that way or made someone else feel that way, don't do that. It's so shitty. Right. And then it feels so shitty, but I think that just long story short, I kind of want to make a whole episode on this another time about, um, the whole like job situation and different obstacles that I've kind of like went through that I've pushed so hard for. And I want to talk about all the crazy things that I've done to get, cause I'm persistent as hell. Okay. So like, like I said, I'll make anything happen. It may take a little bit longer or I may have to do some crazy shit to get there, which I have. And so I think that that's like a story within itself, but I also think let's sit back and realize um, whenever things aren't working out and let's think about how maybe if we give ourselves a little bit of grace or maybe if we look back and look at the signs or whatever, there's something greater standing right in front of us and we can't even appreciate it or take it in because we are so concerned with, you know, chasing that other job, person, dream, whatever it is that we think that we want so bad, but maybe it's not meant for us. And it's so heartbreaking to feel that sometimes because you're like, this can't be not for me. You know what I mean? I want this so bad. I feel, you know, whatever. But because whenever we get stuck on something, we think there's nothing better out there, right? This is it for me. It doesn't get better than this. But damn, can we refer back to something in our life, a person that maybe we've met whenever we didn't expect to, or a job that we got, or just something that happened that, you know, the greatest stories where it's like, oh, that came out of the blue, whatever, you know, can we think about, can we think back to those moments and be like, you know what, it's hard to let your ego down and be like, maybe I was wrong. Maybe that wasn't the path I was supposed to take. And that, whenever you swallow that hard fucking pill of maybe I was wrong, maybe there is something out there and like, maybe I should trust, maybe I should have faith in that. I think that's whenever the universe or God or whatever you believe in will place something else in front of you that, like I said, maybe you would have never seen um, because you're so distracted by chasing something that's not even for you. And that's why it's not working out. Going back to that, I think if we want to just relate to like relationshipy type things, even if it's a friend falling out, a breakup, a bit, like whatever it is, and you think, damn, I wish I would have said this, or if I could just say that, or if I could just send that last text, or if I could just get the last word in, or if we could have one more phone call, one more meetup, that's something I'm really hard on myself about. And it's not because I want to sit down with someone and have the closure and have them say, you know what, you were right, I was wrong. It's not about that. For me, I think it's more so about, and and this goes with everybody can relate on this, but you go back into those situations and you're like, damn, I didn't know that the last time I saw them was the last time I was going to see them, right? Or I didn't know that the last time I talked to them was going to be the last time that, you know, we had a conversation. Because had I known that in the moment, there are so many different things that I would have liked to have said. And, but now I can't because now I'm blocked or now we don't want to talk to each other. Or now, you know, and... I think that that goes into it too, is like, you know, not being able to fuck up what's meant for you. Because I believe that if you're meant to be with somebody, there is nothing that you can say that's going to fuck that up. Right. And, and, and if you're not meant to be with somebody, there's nothing you can say that's going to come on. Let's think about a time where we are completely over somebody. What is something that they could have said to us that would have changed everything? 
can't think of it me, me neither also ties in with arguments so let's go into that i have changed my ways a lot whenever it comes to arguing right so um We'll say I was a master manipulator, okay? That's not a great title, but it's the truth. Honestly, I think that I, it's no excuse, but just why I acted this way and why I became this way was because I think there was a lot of, well, there was, there was a lot of childhood trauma there, right? Like we always relate back to, um, you never think that, you know, you think that you get older and then you can change your whole life and, you know, forget your past if it was bad, but that will follow you. So, um, if you haven't realized it yet and if it hasn't happened to you yet and you think that you completely rebranded yourself, you just wait because one day you're going to wake up and be like, whoa, this is my inner child acting crazy, you know, but anyway, so definitely working on that, but I, um, would find people's weak spots or have them open up to me like I wasn't I was not intentionally doing this I felt like I was unintentionally like my brain was doing this as like a defense mechanism so I would have them open up to me and tell me their weak spots right like their kryptonite and I would use it in arguments and I would weaponize it on them and it's not until recently, the last like, I don't know, like two, three years where that has happened to me. And that was the worst thing ever, right? Because you feel like you trust somebody and you confide in them. And then you get in an argument and they use those insecurities and those weak spots that you have that maybe, you know, only a select few know if anyone except for them. And they use it in an argument against you and they weaponize, they use it to weaponize, you know? And when that happened to me, I realized that that was something I would never do to anyone ever, ever again. Right. And because whenever you confide in someone like I have, you know, we all have, well, we don't all have them, but most people have trust issues. So whenever you're sitting there and you're being vulnerable with someone and you're opening up and then they use that against you in a fight. I don't know about you guys, but as soon as that happens, I look at them completely differently. And it doesn't matter how many times we try to make up. It doesn't matter how many I'm sorry that there are. There are words that are said that cannot be taken back. That's why whenever I'm in an argument, a fight with a significant other, a best friend, someone that I actually care about to any extent, I will not use their, you know, things that I know that they're insecure about against them. For one, that's not even on my brain anymore, right? Because I don't surround myself with people who have... Not people who, like, don't have insecurities. That's wild. But I don't surround myself by people who have, like, those negative... Like, you know, if if I'm around someone and I think that they're such a selfish person, I think that all the time, and then as soon as we get in a fight, I'm like, you're a selfish bitch. I probably don't hang out with someone who I think... You know, the people who I surround myself with, I don't have negative emotions for. So um, whenever we get in a fight, those wouldn't come out because it's not on my brain to begin with. Um, but that is how I have determined some really close friends and the way that people really feel about me. Because guess what? I don't, there's a difference in being in a fight and calling somebody a bitch because they're acting like a bitch and then using an insecurity and weaponizing them. If they're like, oh, you're so selfish, whatever. Guess what? There's some truth in that. And they felt that they felt that for a while and they've been waiting to say that there is a major line of respect that is made with someone when you are in 
the worst situation ever with them, right? You're going neck and neck, you're arguing so bad, and they don't come for your appearance or your weak spots, and they don't come for that. They they make their points. I've, I've been in arguments with people where I've lost my cool, and you don't even get your point across anymore. Whenever you get petty and you get nasty, that point that you were trying to make, it's out the window, <laughs> completely right but if you can get your point across while not saying those super hurtful things that you shouldn't want to anyways because come on you guys like let's grow up but if you can get your point across by doing that guess what they're gonna respect you way more I don't care it doesn't matter like it's not the they go low you go lower like I, I used to think that right I used to be like damn I won that argument like oh I ate with that it's not about that Whenever you get the feeling of knowing that, you know what, they broke character and they said some really hurtful things to me, but I feel disrespected, so I'm going to tell them how I feel and then I'm not going to say anything after that because I'm done. Whenever you walk away with that, that's way better than feeling like you gave the funniest or the, be you know, the best insult ever. That's not fulfilling. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're no better than them whenever you match that shit. So whenever you feel on top of the world because your comeback was harder and stronger and nastier and funnier, you're not. You're stooping even lower. And the point is not going to be there. So you guys are going to make up for the bad shit that you said, not get your point across. Guess what? The pattern's going to continue. Now you're in a fight another week from now, a month from now, because the fight was not even resolved by talking about issues. The issues are out the window. Now we're worrying about who's the bigger bitch and who can be the funniest and who could be the nastiest, right? So I think that, you know... <laughs> Instead of weaponizing someone's insecurities, which is the meanest, <laughs> most cruel thing that you can do to someone, because like I said, I've felt that with two of the most important people in my life recently, the last two or three years, um, that's happened to me. And whenever that happened to me, I realized that I never wanted to make anyone feel that way ever. And, it, and it's not even that I have to hold back from it. I don't even go there anymore. My brain does not even form those nasty things to say anymore. Like I've trained it to, I mean, that's out the window. And I think that goes with a lot of healing and a lot of just the respect that I've had with other people whenever I've stooped low and they did not match that. It doesn't feel good. And also I have a really good friend who um, this guy was a complete dick to her. And she had every right to be a bitch to him, and she wasn't. And it's not that she let him walk all over her. She told her point. Like, you know, she gave her side of the story. She gave it, and then she left it alone. And the respect that I saw with that was like, I want to do that. And so that's kind of like inspired me to be like, you know what, you can still be a bad bitch, get your point across and not be nasty. And that's something that I've had to work really hard on. I have a really bad temper. And um, I think I also, like I said, I mean, I choose to not surround myself by people who like push my buttons in that sense. I hate that term. I sound like a grandma, but y'all, you get the point. So... I just think that that's a lot of character development because it doesn't, like, what would happen is I would turn into a complete monster and I'd be so nasty and so insane. And even if those people did forgive me, which who knows if they really did, but if they say that they forgave me, I wasn't even worried about their feelings or whatever, which was, like I said, monstrous. <laughs> it was the way that it made me feel about myself. And I carried that around all the time. And I didn't realize that. I thought that as soon as they said, it's okay, I forgive you, that feeling would go away. 
But no, knowing that I was capable of being so nasty in that way, I did not like that. And I could not forgive myself. Um, and it, it hurts, man. Like going back to the whole topic of you never know when it's the last time that you're going to talk to somebody. I don't mean that in the sense of them like passing away. I just mean like an argument or being blocked or just... I mean, people have the right to not want to fucking talk to you anymore, right? So um, I think that since then, I've treated every interaction that I have with like a friend or like a guy that I like or a girl, you know, anything like that, I've treated it like it's the last time that I'm going to see them, right? And so because of that, I feel like it's made those relationships stronger and I've felt better about myself. It may be a little bit toxic with the guys, but... I think that it goes into the, this is completely on the tangent, but it goes into the, like, you know, this guy's pissing you off, he's been making you mad, but you want to hang out with him, but you're mad that you saw him like someone's picture, which that's a whole nother episode, the picture like and shit, because I don't agree with some people's aspect on that, don't think that it's a huge deal, but there's different circumstances, um, anyways, I, manipulation hack, 583. <laughs> Don't, I'm not going into the, this isn't monstrous behavior, so we'll, we'll let this one slide, because it's a gatekept game. I gotta, sl- I gotta slide one of these in here, right? So, whenever you're with him, you're not gonna bring up him liking a pic. You know what I mean? You guys are barely hanging out. He's blowing you off. You're gonna give him the time of his fucking life whenever you're hanging out with him. You're gonna make it feel like a safe space, and like he's having so much fun, and like you are an escape from his reality, and then that's gonna make him wanna hang out with you even more. You're not gonna go and be like, oh my god, but you like that. No. Go hang out. Put that shit to the side. Give him the best fucking time. He's gonna be obsessed. Same thing with guys. Like, I want to hang out with people who make me feel good, who are funny and fun. And I'm not saying don't express your feelings, but I'm saying that if every time we're hanging out, you're addressing something that I'm doing wrong or something that you don't agree, why are you even hanging out with me, right? Like, why is this? That's whenever relationships with people feel like work. And that's whenever people go into different outlets and they start to, their brain goes to like maybe cheating or breaking up or doing whatever. Because what are we even doing here? If every time we're hanging out, it's an issue, we're not going to hang out anymore. And that's why dude isn't hitting your line anymore. Because every time you hang out with him, you're talking about whenever he was with Jessica and what he did with her and it pissed you off. What are you doing? No. Okay, let's get into the fun part. (laughs) And by fun, I mean I'm scared of this conversation, kind of, because it's like a self-realization. This is the epiphany I've came across. Um... Maybe it's not a complete epiphany because I don't really have the answers, but so I have embarked on a journey of celibacy. (laughs) Turns the podcast off. No, listen, 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 listen. Through that, I have had some soul searching within myself and I and it's been great like it's fine everything everything is fine you know I'm losing sight out of my left eye but it's okay no but basically I'm relating back to the people who I have you know been intimate with and why I formed some sort of attachment with them even though that the other areas that I would maybe look for them in as, as like a partner, you know, weren't there. 
and I'm thinking, was I blind? Was I digmatized? <laughs> was I blinded by the intimate moments? And I think that because right now I'm thinking, gosh, it's so hard for me to like have a connection with someone and da 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 whatever. And I think that, and I I'm a very like passion person, so I know in five minutes within meeting you, I'm either obsessed or I'm not. And people can say that that's toxic and that's wild. And some people can grow to grow and have feelings with people. I don't think that, at least for myself. And I've met a few people who agree with me on that so whatever um I think that if I meet you and there's passion there then we can grow from there but if there's nothing the shit's just not gonna come out of thin air it doesn't happen not with me at least like it's a waste of my time I'm done goodbye um so (laughs) with that being said me saying that I'm not having a connection with anyone while I'm being you know like celibate is it because I made up in my head those connections that I had with the people who I was being intimate. Is that what's going on here? Like, is that if two plus two is four, you know, is that what's happening here? And I think maybe it is. I think that forming a connection from, you know, scratch or like that passion and stuff like that, which it was already rare for me to have anyways. um, Is it even more rare now that the intimacy part is taken out of it? And I think so. I think that... I go back to the people who I was intimate with or I was hooking up with, whatever, right? And I think about, okay, like, you know, like we had a connect. Did we have a connection or was it, was I forming that in my head? Was I making that up because of the intimacy that we were experiencing together? And I think so. And I think that that's a big deal of like, like you can meet someone and sleep with them the first night, do whatever you want, duh, whatever. You know, I don't think that there's a certain time frame that you need to be on, but I'm just telling you guys my experience right now. And my experience is that I, while being like celibate, I'm having even less connections with people and I think that it's because of that. I, th- I don't think that it's because I'm not able to connect or they're not connecting because of me. I don't think it's that. I think that those connections that I had were fake. I don't think that they were real, you guys. Like, I'm not trying to do the, like, you know, take sex out of the equation and see who's still there test. I don't, like, because I am a very passionate person in that sense so I do really honor like physical touch and intimacy and stuff like that like I am big into that if we don't have a sexual connection I'm out the door it just I I can't that's very important to me um (laughs) huge if you know me it's huge so anyways who said that um (laughs) saying like these relationships that are based solely on sex are gonna hurt your feelings they're gonna hurt their feelings because Sex isn't going to keep someone around. And while you're rolling your eyes in your car right now saying, well, I've had the same situation chip and booty call for eight, nine months, a year, two years, three years, it's not going to keep them around, babe. There's a ticking time clock and it is waiting to happen. And either you're going to wake up one day and not be fulfilled by that not being enough or they're going to, but it's going to happen. Okay. I don't care how passionate and how cool it is. I would say that it can, like I said, stand in the way and like delay your success maybe with someone else almost. I want to say that because I was hooking up with the same person for like a year or two and I was into it, man. (laughs) I was making up excuses in my head while like it wasn't that bad and while they're not that bad. And I was gaslighting myself 
because our intimate parts were like so great, but everything else was so bad. And I was being blinded by that. Whereas if I would have just which that's all that I was looking for in that time anyway. So it depends on where you're at in your life. Duh. Um, right now, I think that I'm at a point to where I do want to have fun, but I also want to have more meaningful connections because the meaningless connections make me feel empty. Honestly, I've always felt that way. If I was to be alone by myself, that feels way better than the loneliness that I feel when I'm with someone who doesn't understand me, right? So like being misunderstood is like the worst for me. And I think that that dates back to like childhood drama and shit, but like having to overly explain myself, you're not my person. You're not my friend. If I have to overly explain myself, I want you to get me right now. I know that you're not going to meet me and in two seconds, understand my whole life. That's insane to think. Maybe I do kind of want that. Maybe that's why I've (laughs) had some weird, you know, success or failure stories with it. But, um, deep down I am like a hopeless romantic. And I do think that I'm going to like walk in and it's going to be like, Oh my God, I wish I knew you. Like, whole life feel like I've known you my whole life but but have you met someone who felt like that before because it does give you hope and I do think that as rare as those connections are that's what makes them special right because if you're out here thinking like I'm never gonna meet anyone like I don't ever feel anything for anybody if you felt something for everybody it wouldn't even be special like people would be so disposable to you right like that's how I was all last year whenever I was my man-eater self didn't give a fuck about anybody didn't have feelings for anybody. They were so disposable to me. It didn't matter. I didn't care, right? Like, we stopped talking. I don't care. I mean, we we stopped talking on my terms, right? I still don't care. And so now those connections that are harder to, like, stray away from, those are the kind of connections that I want. And it kind of sucks to, like, wake up and realize that because it means that the connections that you have are going to be very minimal but super strong, which we love that. That's amazing. It's well worth it. But also when you're more aware, then you're also more aware of the meaningless ones. And you cut that out and that could be looked at as like not so fun and a little bit boring, right? So pro tip, if you don't want to take the sex out, totally fine. But think to yourself, make yourself a list of things that you look for in a partner and things that that person is doing for you and see if they align even in the slightest. And if they don't, and if you're having trouble doing that, then, you know, (laughs) count your days, babe, and start getting emotionally ready for the connection to end because it will. (laughs) And yeah, I mean, if you are, but okay, let's go into the toxic side, the gay kept game side. So I'll I'll do both. So that's trying to distinguish a real connection without taking out the sex because, you know, you're still wanting to have whatever. That's fine. I get it. Um, let's do the toxic side. Let's do (laughs) the side of making him obsessed. Then you need to be an A-list performer, okay? And you need to be hanging out with him and giving him your absolute best in every, in every aspect. And I, (laughs) I mean that in, you know, no nagging, no complaint, no doing whatever. And if you feel like an escape from his reality and then on top of it, the intimacy's oh, it's over with. Okay, so (laughs) y'all have a good weekend. I do have a guest coming on soon. And then I have another episode about dating that I really want to talk about, about like the toxic dating world. I hate the word toxic. I'm going to stop using it, I promise. Um, But you guys, tips, tricks, hints, all of it, please um, DM me because I love interacting with y'all. And um, I know that this one was all over the place, but if you know me, then you know that's kind of how this goes so um yeah next episode 
I am going to have a guest on. I'm super excited about that. I have some really cool guests coming the next few weeks. Um, and yeah, please, if you listen, please tag me. And um, if you made it this far, then love ya and try out one of those three options. If you take the dark route, then <laughs> my old soul is with you spiritually. I can't be there mentally anymore. But mm, maybe, I don't know, catch me in a week. It's close to my anyways okay (laughs) i'm gonna leave that alone y'all have um, a great weekend love ya